As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to You in HD, your identity in higher definition with Pastor Eric Miller. Join us in our journey of faith in God by taking an in-depth look into the Bible's authority and sufficiency to guide us in our Christian walk. Discover your identity in Jesus Christ today. Spreaker.com, listening in on um, the various you know outlets that I that I use any social all the social media networks out there, Twitter, Facebook, Spreaker.com, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook. I, I just want to say thank you for all of the support, all of your listenings and your downloads is more important as well because that means you're taking. Uh, these podcasts with you and you're listening and hopefully sharing and, and getting some enrichment from it as much as I am getting as I learn I give it out and that's just that is that there's nothing better than to be able to learn something about the Lord learn about how we should you know work as Christians and how we can live our life you know in, in a manner that 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 honors God and as well as a, a, you know shows what it's like to have a loving Savior watching over our life and protecting us and guiding us as we continue in this road, continue as pilgrims in this land, talking about the good news. And let's face facts, it's about the good news. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about his legacy that is living inside of us. It's about who he is, not was, because he is a true living savior. He, it's amazing that in this day and age still people question the validity and power of Jesus. Yet at the times of peril, destruction, uh, financial uh, depletion, spiritual you know, disruption, you, know, you name it. People call on his name that, that very in the same breath have denied that he existed. It's just amazing to me. It's amazing that... And that we have reached a point in society that we think we have achieved intellectual freedom, that we don't need the, the outdated, supposedly outdated Bible and, 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 and religious theories. It's just, it's nonsense. It's amazing that that still exists today. But 
I just want to say thank you, especially thank you for those who are believing. Thank you for those who have, when you heard the knock the door, you had the courage and, and the genuineness of faith to know that you were a sinner and acknowledging you're a sinner, that you are now saved. Thank God. And that goes into part two today. I, now, I admit if I'm, I've been very ill lately, um, and, and through your prayers that I'm still moving along, um, you've not seen as many of my, my blog posts and things of that nature because the health has taken a, a, a real bad beating. But I want to let you know that as long as I draw breath and long as I draw energy and that, that, and that is, you know, all by the grace of God, I will continue to push forward and I will not let this illness slow me down. But let's get to today's topic, which again is piggybacking from part one of last week about baptism. And we discussed the water baptism. We discussed the idea of, and the truth of a commitment, which is what water baptism is a public as well as personal commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, that you are a sinner and that you are acknowledging it. So we're going to continue that discussion because I think that we need to continue to, to in, in, you know, give some more light to what that looks like. You know, so um, we're, going to go, we're going to use a law term today, you know, self-incrimination. Now, the biggest thing about let's the thing about self-incrimination. You know, we look at the dictionary term. It's an act of implicating oneself in a crime or exposing oneself to criminal prosecution. Self-incrimination may occur as a result of interrogation or may be made voluntarily. Now, you know, one of the things that I enjoy most about reading this and understanding the self-incrimination is that we can see? We're going to look at we're going to look at two passages. Well, a little bit more than two passages, but basically two books today. We're going to look at Luke uh, chapter two. We're going to go to verse eight through twenty. It's going to be a lot of reading, and it's going to go through John chapter six, forty three and forty seven. Now we're going to cover and, and Romans three twenty three. We're going to we got to recover Romans three twenty three. Why? Because all three of these areas we're going to discuss. Not only will I try to get this done within 30 minutes, say, so yeah, we can get you guys back to your life, get back to, you know, to study and get back to your families. I, I know the time it takes that if those that did not go to Bible study today or maybe they don't have a church home, things of that nature, I want you to know that I'm committed to make sure I'm here every day at 730 on Wednesdays and throughout the social media week. So I want to thank you for reading in, but let's let's grab your Bibles and let's let's talk about self-incrimination. Now, biggest question is why is this important, right? What, why are we going through this? I want I want you guys to get an understanding of what it's like to see someone else, and especially if you who are saved listening today. What does it look like when somebody else is being knocked on by the, the door is being knocked? You know, Christ is knocking on their door. What does it look like so when you see it, you can recognize it and bring that 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 and water that seed when it's there? Or see it, recognize the seed, and maybe don't let them deny it and walk away from it. So when God has placed you in a in a position, <coughs> excuse me, when God has <coughs> placed you in a position to where you can now do a service to help push that man along into the into the direction that he's already leaning. You know, he, he's there to give you give that that person is there, and maybe he's 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 starting to wonder. You know, is, is this hope that I started to live in me? Is it is it genuine, or am I just grasping the straws? Because see, that's what it's all about. Hope. 
You see, when, when, when somebody self-incriminates, when someone knows they are guilty of something and they voluntarily give it up, somewhere in their person, they realize, I have done an injustice, I have done a wrong, and I want to write, I want to do the right thing. That means, more importantly, that inside, there was no coercion, there was nobody leaning on them saying, well, you know, if you don't do it, you know, you're not going to make... No, they knew inside, this is not a thing that, that I should have did. That's a beautiful feeling. When a person, if you, especially for Christians, let's go backwards. We self-incriminate ourselves because we, we, what? We acknowledge that we committed a violation against God's law, a violation against God, a violation that caused us to be separate from him. And now that genuineness that we're feeling to saying, you know, I did this crime and, you know, I, I, I want to accept the consequences that come with it. You know, but then, then but with that comes a hope. That you hope that the justice will take away that pain, right? That's what we're looking for. That justice will take away that pain. That's exactly what happens when you get saved. Not a get-out-of-jail-free card, but an absolution. You start to feel better that you did the right thing. You did the right thing. And God has honored that right thing because he sees you're doing it for the right reasons, not for selfish reasons or, well, I know society says I should do it this way, and not a temporary fix like a Band-Aid, and then once you feel better, you take it off, but you really never felt bad about the crime more so that you, got, you felt bad that you got caught. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a genuineness, your genuine understanding that you knew you did wrong, and you expect that justice will prevail and clean you to where you can, you know, walk out that situation. Now, you will never forget what you've done, but you want to feel that hope that it'll heal that wound that was created. That is true, genuine repentance. That is true, genuine, authentic, no BS. You know for a fact there's a hole in you that's cracked and broken, and you are pleading your case to say, look, I did wrong and I will accept what's coming, but you're looking for justice to heal that which is happening. Oh, what a Savior we have that comes along and pardons us because of that authenticity, because we believe in him and he promises us that I have cleaned you, I have righted you, I have bleached you white. You are no longer a sinner. You are no longer condemned to hell. You are no longer condemned to agony and anxiety and pain and destruction of your soul and your spirit. You are free. Your heart is cleaned. That's what we desire as Christians. So let me go ahead and let's take a look. And this is what's important. Why is this important? Because we're going to see that self-incrimination happen in our Bible. Let's take a look at Luke chapter 8. I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 8. I'm going to break it up. From, we're going to go to 8 to 12 and then 13 to 20. So this is, that, this is, a, this is, a, this is concerning Jesus' birth. This is concerning the delivery of our Savior. Amen. This Christ is now born into the world. And watch this. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night. 
over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that would be for all people. Underline that part. For all great joy, good news for all people. Today, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord, was born for you in the city of, born for you in the city of David. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in clothes and lying in a feeding trough. Wow, man, look at that. Look at, look at those beautiful words. Don't be afraid. I came to proclaim to you good news, great joy for all people. Underline that. A Savior who is Messiah the Lord was born for you in the city of David. Verse 13, suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. There's another line that right there, favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, look, it's good, look, good news spread, right? Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Now, what is the good news are we talking about? You know, we're about to run into that. Watch this. Verse 16, they hurried off. Hurried off. They ran. They picked up their stuff and ran. And found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the feeding trough. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child. They went out. They couldn't even wait. They went and reported what they seen and said, look, a Savior is born. Our sin is going to be forgiven. They're happy about this. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Look at verse 20. The shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all they had been, had seen and heard just as they been told. So, only way they could be happy about this, the only way this could be a joy of such magnitude that they rip and ran. Can you, now it doesn't say if, if they took the flock with them, you know, but you got to remember, they're responsible for these sheep and goats and stuff. So can you imagine them waking them all up, pushing them along, and you can, you can, you, you probably look like a herd of animals, look like, like it's going to the ark, coming to this town. Can you imagine a, a, a goats and, and all manner of livestock enveloping Bethlehem because all these shepherds are coming? To see the Savior that is going to, that, that, and remember, they understand they're sinners. They have no way to address that sin. They have no way to get that sin, that sin cleansed because they are aware they're separate from God and the system isn't working for them. They know the system can't justify them. They know that they cannot reach God and cannot reach peace with Him. But when they heard about Jesus Christ, which means they had to know about the Savior, Go to John. How do we know that? Go to John chapter 6. This, again, this is the evidence that God has planted that seed through people that are loyal to delivering the truth about the good news of Christ. 
John 6, 43, 40 47, Jesus answered them, stop complaining among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, as they will be taught by God. Everyone who has listened to and learned from the Father comes to me, underline that. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God, and he has seen the Father. I assure you, anyone who believes has eternal life. So, you, you see the Bible giving you insight? Look at all them underlines. You underline that whole passage, 43 to 47, John chapter 6. What did it say? They were aware. Because when the angels came down there and told them that a great joy has come. Don't be afraid, brothers. A great joy has come. The good news is about to be proclaimed. A Savior is born for you on your behalf. Did you hear them say, what Savior? What are you talking about? Angel, can you explain to me what's going on? I mean, you're, here's your majesty rolling up, and we don't know what you're talking about. What Savior? Who, who, what Messiah? That didn't happen. The minute them angels showed up and told them shepherds, understand, not only the angels knew who they were, they recognized, not, you know, not the angels, they recognized, the, the shepherds recognized peace has come. Joy has come. Our, our, our resolution of the sin that is not being addressed, that pain that is destroying and consuming us, of sinners, of being sinners, is now going to be addressed and they all flocked to Bethlehem to see this baby. And when they recognized and saw the Messiah, they didn't say, well, is that the baby? Is that, are you sure? Yeah, he looked kind of dark skin. I mean, who's these other? No, they saw the baby. They believed. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
They saw it and they went, oh my God, this is it. This is it. And they ran out. And t- Can you believe it? Knocking on doors in the middle of the night. People sleep. What you knocking on? Who is this guy knocking on the door? And then, then the door opened up. What are you doing knocking on my door? People answering through the door. Good news, brothers and sisters. We are now, Have we have a Savior, and we're going to be saved. Our sins will be addressed, and we will no longer be apart from God. Can you imagine that? Now you got these people blasting outdoors, putting clothes on, robes, and waking the kids up, and, and, and getting down there to see what was going on. They, they enjoyed this idea. I would wake up in the middle of the night and somebody said, Eric, you know, you just won $80 million, but you got to get down to the courthouse to pick. You, you couldn't. I tear out tear door out to get out the house. But what was more important than that? When you recognize Christian brothers, when you recognize that you've been called to salvation, when you recognize that Jesus Christ was for you, did you not rush to your knees and plead your case to know full well, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I am guilty for what you have said I have done. I am aware that I can do no right in your eyes because I am a sinner. Romans 3.23. Let's get to it. We've made some good time. For all have sinned, all fall short of the glory of God. That's some, so, that's some awareness. You got to be fully aware that we're, I'm a sinner. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I acknowledge that I'm spiritually bankrupt. I acknowledge that I cannot do right in God's eyes. And I know for the fact that I had a law that was in front of me that I could not achieve. I had no manner of of, 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 of repentance that was available to me that truly satisfied my destructive, you know, the salt that's destroyed inside me. It's not satisfied. I've went to the priests. I've said these things. I've given cash. I've given up whole years of of, of money to buy a book to be sad. None of that is is helping my spirit. I still am broken and, and in pieces. I don't feel healed. I don't feel any joy. I don't feel any rightness with God. I have no relationship with God. I desire a relationship with God. I desire to be at peace with God. I desire to be at peace in my life with God. I desire to be led by God. I desire to have a conversation with God. I desire to have an intimate relationship with God. I have a desire to live with God. I have a desire to be what he wants me to be with with him. I want to be an adopted member of the family. I want to do right in God's eyes. I want to do what God has built me to do. All of those things was not addressed until Christ was born. And that good news, brothers and sisters, is what you've been charged to preach. I can go on and on about people going to hell and everybody is fully cognizant that that's going to happen. Atheists would not put up such a fight if they didn't believe that in some manner, man, I I don't want to believe in God because I don't want to believe in a hell that I'm going to go to because I'm self-justified. I'm a good person. I ain't murdered nobody or or taken advantage of someone or abused someone like that. I I mean, all manner of self-justification happens. You can read Romans chapter 119 till the end of the chapter. You will get it. But we're talking about the good news. I can tell you. I can go out on my way, put up my sign, the end is near, repent and turn, and I can hold that sign and say everybody's going to go to hell because Jesus, if you don't tell Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. If, if I don't address the brokenness in them, they've already accepted. Hell, let's be honest. People have given up hope in this world as it is. 
Nihilism has, has, has not only been, been fed, it's constantly force-fed down our throats. Turn on TV. Self-gratification is at an all-time high. Lovers of pleasure in in the immediate moment, no long-term. Nobody's concerned about long-term. Only long-term that's being addressed is, are you going to be ready for early retirement? How about you going to be addressed for your your eternal life? That's a big one. I I really don't care what happens to me in 20 years if I'm dead in six and I'm in hell. All that money I saved didn't do me a bit of good, did it? I would rather be spiritually saved than financially secured. I mean that just that doesn't even make sense. What did Christ say? The Lord will call it could call upon your voice tonight. Today you could they could promise you, brothers and sisters, you know what, Mr. Jones, tomorrow morning, as long as you show up at seven thirty, we're gonna give you ten million dollars for the next twelve days. What if you died at six o'clock in the morning? That money doesn't do you no good, does it? You, you spend all that time worrying, oh, I'm going to spend this money, I'm going to spend that, and I'm going to pull myself out of debt, and I'm going to give my mama a house, I'm going to give me a new car. You're dead now. And now you're in hell. That's not, I mean, that, that is as bleak and as truthful as it can get. But did we tell them that though you can be financially secure while you're on this side, that person, if he goes, you know, money's not going to cure my problem. Great, I bought a new house. Great. This, can you imagine these shepherds? Can you imagine these people that are living in Bethlehem? Some, some maybe had some money. Some, you know, probably most didn't. Can you imagine them thinking, well, I am, I'm, I'm well off and my family's taken care of and, you know, I got a nice business, but I'm still broken. I'm still separated from God. I still have a desire to do what's right with God. I go to the synagogue. It's, it's, it's just not the same. I, I just don't feel, you, when you are spiritually bankrupt, you know you've done it. And see, that's what's so beautiful about the good news. It addresses those who are cognizant and aware that they have wronged the law against God. They know it. It is a concern for them. They can feel a disturbance deep within them that when they sleep at night, they're not resting because they know they're not stable and where their life, when their life ends today. For those that die on a, on a deathbed, when we go to a funeral, if you have an insecurity about where the person that you watch in that coffin is going to go, that's just the body in there. You know it's going to be abandoned soon. When that person dies, that, whatever that's, that soul is gone, that spirit is gone. If you have an insecurity of what happens after, how about you get a security bond that's better than any financial institution can offer you? When you first realize that death is real, and I mean total destruction, total punishment of a true crime that you have committed, that have separated you from God, and you can feel God in your life, can you imagine this? I've got five minutes left. Can you imagine this? I can speak from this personally, being unsaved for, for, for quite a while. I can tell you, I can test this personally. Imagine when you are aware that God's blessing you and you have no relationship with him because he's using you to help one of his children. Can you imagine what that feels like? And you have no, you have no connection to him whatsoever, but you see the beautiful thing God has done in your life because he's moving through you to continue his purpose. 
which means you still have a value to him, brothers and sisters. If you're unsaved, you have a value. Let's go back and read. Look at this. Luke 2, verse 10. But the angel said, don't be afraid. Look for I proclaim to you, for there's good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. All the people. All flesh shall repent. All This salvation is offered to everyone. So what is the thing that allows us to act on that and run to that to that to the Savior who's no longer in a feeding trough, but is now in the living, breathing bodies of Christians, living in the body of Christ? You can go and go, look, I am broke, I get it, I recognize it, I want to have a relationship with the Lord, I do not want to perish. More importantly, I don't want to be away from God anymore. I don't want to be away from that peace that I see his, his own children have. Isn't that good news to share? Isn't that a good news that while people, tra- if, if people, went, can you imagine that? All these shepherds, all this livestock, Bethlehem running out their house in the middle of the night, we didn't know what time of night it was to go see the, 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 the man that will save all who call upon his name and believe in him. It now makes the understanding of the Jordan when they walk, people off from the whole countryside walk down to be baptized by John because they believed. For 33 years, they knew he was coming. He was born already. The stories have been told. They believed them. It wasn't just some, you know, some wild theories or some or, or some stuff you find on Snopes to see. Well, is this a, is it, is it, you know, what is it, an urban legend? No, they knew. They knew here. They knew. If I get down to that Jordan, I can I can start the process. I can start to plead my case at the court. It may look, they don't look like a court of law sitting in some water, but I'm going to tell you what, that is the best, best place to repent and plead your case to the Lord. Better, there's no better place to do it than getting in that water. But you can do that in your office, you can do that in your home, you can do that in front of your wife, you can do that in, in the middle of a, if you're on a bus, you can get off the bus, on the bus. Anytime you hear that knocking on that door, answer the door. I don't care where it's at. There's nothing embarrassed about accepting eternal life. There's nothing embarrassing about that. What's the best time to preach the gospel and listen to the gospel? 24-7, 365. There's no day off. You got to understand. Today is the day. Today, right now, put down that alcohol. Quit going out to that club that's feeding nothing. Quit trying to say tomorrow I'll get right. Quit saying, you know, man, I just I want to do right with God, but I just got too much of a mountain to climb. You ain't got to get on no mountain. You can just get in that water. Get on your knees right now and say, look, Lord, I just want to be right with you. That's it, God. If that ain't important to you. Then it ain't good news to you. I can tell you all day long the good news. I, if I told you right now, turn on, turn on at 10, ten o'clock, turn on the news. There's gonna be nothing but good news. You'd be like, man, please. But with God, it is good news. You don't have to suffer. You don't. You ain't gotta suffer. If you do not know Jesus Christ today, let it be the day that you start to inquire. I guarantee you, anyone listening to this broadcast today, if you're not saved, there's someone God has placed around you. God has worked through you. You know who he is. 
the denial of him is your choice or the acceptance of him is your choice you have now been preached the good news and it will always happen with you and AD with me I will always tell you you can be saved salvation was for everybody that repents but if you have no desire for the good news there's no help I don't want you people listen I don't want you to perish I don't want you to question whether you're where your relatives are. I don't want you to go out, walk out, or leave this broadcast, close this thing down, shut down, the, don't download the episode. I don't want you to listen to what what I've sold you today. I want you to listen to what your friends and family and those that you've heard proclaiming the good news. And I want you to think about: is is it, is it a coincidence that you keep hearing this good news? No, it's not a coincidence. Brothers and sisters, do not be afraid. If you're the only one that responds and you're in a group to this, it don't matter what everybody else is doing. The road to hell is broad. It's going to be like a concert event. It'll look like a Joel Osteen concert. But if one of you get up and say, I got, I got to be saved. Don't be ashamed to save your life. Don't be ashamed to save your life. Get in that water. Plead your case. God, I did it. Yes, please help me. I don't know what to do. You got a Savior who loves you more than you can ever imagine. More, I cannot even explain to you what it's like to be loved by Jesus. I cannot. It is nothing on this. There's nothing, nothing like being loved by Christ. And as tangible as it is for people to pick up something, it's as tangible, if not more. I'm going to tell you right now, if, 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 you can, if you can relate reality by touching something, you can never imagine what it's like to have Jesus touch your life. You cannot imagine. But the fact that we're here telling you about it, Christians are telling you about it, don't pass this up. Don't let today just go by. Don't let this broadcast move you for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or the rest of the night. Tomorrow morning, you just go right back. Don't do that. Take the time right now to think about, man, I, I need to do something better. I'm not secure. There ain't nothing wrong with insecurity. The problem is if you have a secure thing that you can get, that you know is assured, run with it. Can't go wrong. Not with Jesus. No, no sir. Ain't no Christian has ever regretted giving their life to Christ. Not one of them. Not one. None. Zero. Nada. Nathan. Nothing. Pastor Eric Miller, thank you so much. I ran about two minutes over. Thank you for all that you've done for this ministry. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for taking time out in your day. If you listened for three minutes for the whole episode, I, I'm just thankful that, that, that God has, has sparked you and pushed you to, to listen in on a humble broadcast, to listen to me, you know, humbly pushing through the good news. If, if there's nothing else you take away from this, understand, I don't want to see anybody listening today, anybody that I talk to, anybody that I come in contact with, anybody you come up with, contact with. I don't want anybody to perish. I don't want anybody to, to keep waking up miserable and suffering, realizing there's an inner peace that is disrupted and they've tried every remedy you can think of from drugs to, 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 to prescriptions to, to alternative medicines to yoga to all kinds of manner of junk. Carnival junk. When Christ is right there with his hand out, all you got to do is get in that water. Get in that water. Pastor Eric, love you very much. Tune in again next week, 730, live on Periscope at the Real UNHD 
That's on Twitter. Find me on Facebook.com uh, forward slash UNHD. You got UNHD.jimdo.com. Uh, uh, you got UNHDonline.com. You got Instagram, UNHDonline. You got, I mean, I'm on, at YouTube, UNHDTV. I'm everywhere. Just iTunes, iHeartRadio app, yes, and, and as far as, I will go as far as the Lord wants to see me go, and I just, if I can affect one person's life, then I'm alright, that's what I want, I don't want nobody to perish. You have just listened to You in HD, your identity in Jesus Christ, with Pastor Eric Miller. This ministry is made possible by your thoughtful prayers and donations. Join us each week as we continue to explore our Christian identity in Jesus Christ. May God richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.